hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Okay. Ready, set. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded i braced i still have chills and also <laughs> now i have like anxiety like in my bladder and now like i have to pee knowing that no, i can't for the I next two hours record. i'm not going to but like i just know that i have the fear so. oh my god oh i know you have the fear tm tm hello everybody welcome to episode two 27 we are here for you and only you (laughs) and not at all for us not about Um, it's really selfless act actually it is our birthday month to be clear but it's about you says the gemini yeah we have to work on our birthday month that's ridiculous how was your official birthday? What did you do oh, on your big day? We never even really we FaceTimed on the day, but we never really uh, It was great. Thank you so much for asking. My dad made th- this beautiful collage for my 30th of all these like childhood memories. I posted a photo of it on Instagram, but it had like and then he put all these he thinks he's funny. He put all these like captions underneath that were just kind of like calling me out for things like he found a report card from 7th grade and like highlighted all the things that say like disruptive in class, like never stops talking. I love um, it. So just really it was really sweet, but my mom had a little 
barbecue and Blaze brought me bagel. I mean, it was just like a very relaxing and food focused since I couldn't drink oh, day. Well, How about you? Uh, it's been good. I'm in the middle of a month long upward spiral of uh, Allison surprising spiral. me every weekend. Oh, my stuff. God. <laughs> um, so she knows me well. She's doing an excellent job. Um, tomorrow, apparently, there is a half surprise party where like i know that there's a party but i'm not allowed to know like what's happening at the party which makes it more scary to me Uh, that's honestly really daunting yeah if i heard it was a surprise party i'd be like oh it's just people that i know coming together but apparently there's like a thing that like i can't know about and that's terrifying Mm -hmm. um but she started out very strong on my actual birthday someone who is not me, who is Allison, found out that there is a Carlos Bakery in oh Los Angeles. Oh my god. And homegirl didn't tell me. She just drove me all the way to Santa Monica. And I was like, what on earth are we doing out here? Do a little walk, walk, walk. And all of a sudden, I'm in front of Hoboken, baby. And uh, <laughs> we got a cake. It is This it is was... from the Cake Boss. Because like I wouldn't know what Emma's talking about if I hadn't seen the pictures. This the is from boss. the show, The Cake Boss, to be clear. If, if you are uh, a new listener, then you missed me. At, there was a huge part of my quarantine where I was obsessed with the boss all over again. But anyway, so we I had my I had my first ever Carlos Bakery cake. It was superhero themed. It uh you could put whatever you wanted on it and Aww. Allison asked them to write on the cake, that's Hoboken baby. That's so cute. And uh anyway, I wanted to remind you, you already know because I showed it to you on FaceTime, but I want everyone else to know that while I was there I couldn't avoid getting some merch. And look what I found, a little onesie. <laughs> and it says fresh out of the oven. Oh my god, it's so cute. I oh. like cried when Em showed me. You're gonna have a little cake baby. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, fittingly enough, I wanted to update you. I finally figured out how to figure out the nineties um size. And I, I told you, but this week uh, it, the baby's the size of a Furby, so Horrific. that's horrible. I thought you liked Furbies. That's why I sent it to you. I I like how not. fucking creepy they are. So okay, like, okay, I like how creepy your baby is too. But I, you know, well, I'm so annoyed because the week that it was a couple of weeks ago, and it was the size of a beanie baby, and I couldn't, and I feel like that was such a like good, uh, a little a good reference. But um, now it's a Furby, so <laughs> it really you know, went from a uh, hundred to zero very quickly. Who, who knows, hundred to zero? But um, I also want to say thank you real quick because I some people have sent some really really kind gifts, and I don't have everything written down. But people have sent like the like I got a bunch of like lemon st- obviously lemon onesies and like little lemon stuff for the nursery, and someone even made a quilt. Um, and then one group of listeners. Oh my god, I have to. Will they DM me? I forget who sent it, but it's like this uh, anthology of like children's books, but they're all written about cryptids. Oh, I wow. Meant to, I meant to bring it upstairs to show Where's you. Where's my it, copy? That sounds like something I'd read also. Oh, I'm going to read them to you because they're so cute. It's like, good night, Krampus. And like, I, I just, it's the coolest thing ever. Um, oh, were they a book of five? Yes. I, I own that for myself. Oh, you already <laughs> own it? Okay, forget it. I own that for myself. Well, I don't remember who sent it. Shoot, I have the card somewhere. But um, I've just been like so overwhelmed with um, kindness. So thank you, everybody. Um, thank and... you also for, for me to whoever gave you that because I literally purchased it like a year ago thinking, oh, one day when Christine's pregnant, I will mail this to her. And then I got attached to them and I didn't want to give them to you. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's an odd. Okay. No, I they see. were, are you kidding me? I don't read anything but picture books. No, and they're if they're so not cryptids, cute. It made total sense. They're so cute. And it's like in this little anthology box. It's adorable. Um, So I also, we have a couple of things to say here, which is that our 
BFF CK. I just sometimes I just reminisce on the early days when he touched that haunted chair. Thank God he's still, you know, fine. <laughs> you know, also just an OG listener. has He's been around right. since truly, I think, episode one. Like so long ago and is a podcaster in his own right with like arguably the greatest podcasting voice ever um, and reads our Patreon stories. So just just a gem and a half. Um, so we want him to win a BBC podcast award. It's the British Podcasting Awards. And um, we're going to put the link in the show notes of this episode. And I think the link can be found probably on our Facebook and elsewhere on social media, but definitely in the show notes um, of the episode because, or if you just Google, I guess, British Podcasting Awards, vote for Mirths and Monsters because it's a great, great program um, and it's so well produced and it's just so soothing to listen to. I love it. Uh, It's spelled Mirths, M-I-R-T-H-S, Mirths and Monsters. Um, So give it, go give it a vote. I already did, so I can't do it again, apparently. So you guys go do it, please, on our behalf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also wanted to give a a shameless plug that I was recently on uh, the Zane Lamprey Show, which is a podcast. It was the first podcast I've done in person since quarantine. Oh, how weird. Oh, my gosh. It was very odd. Although the experience, the podcast itself was lovely. I got to talk about ghosts the whole time. Zane is actually a like a travel and drinks host on Nat Geo and the Travel Channel and uh seems like a pretty down to earth person uh apparently there uh, he's about to do a um a comedy tour at a bunch of breweries throughout uh the country he's been to like 70 different countries i i mean he's a very interesting very interesting fella um but wanted to give him a shout out he also taught me some fun facts about um one of the back to the future actresses recently oh, so hey. we got along very well so what's anyway. the show called again the zane lamper show I'm- Oh, okay, so I have to listen to that. I miss beer so much, you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, I also, like, I know it just sounds like we're just, like, rattling sh- stuff off, but it is important. This is about our tour. Okay, remember how there's a word called tour and we used to do it? Because yeah. um, I do vaguely, very, very Memory, vaguely. all alone in the... So alone. So many memories and so alone. I, it almost gives new meaning to that scrapbook that I made you that one year uh, where it's just like, who knew that that scrapbook would just encapsulate like the only travel we would do for years. To you know come. what? You scrapbooked our, all of our memories into Everything. one book. So well done. <laughs> um, I still find gl- like I moved across the country and I still find like glitter and stuff everywhere from that stupid scrapbook. Um, I love anyway, it. so we uh, have... Slight update, which I guess most people know by now, but we did we haven't been able to fully announce yet, which is that pretty much all our tour date not pretty much all our tour dates mm-hmm. are being moved to 2022 officially. We were really trying to keep some in this year to uh to keep it kind of close, but it just wasn't going to happen with full capacity. We want to make sure everybody who has a ticket is able to see the show. We didn't want to like kick out half feet. Like there was just no good way to make it half capacity. It's been real tricky trying to get back and forth with venues and so many different Mm -hmm. venues had different protocols, but then they were all trying to come to terms with one protocol, but it's just been really tricky to figure out. States and like Mm -hmm. even Canada. I mean, everyone has some different yeah rule so we just decided let's we're just gonna hold off until we know everybody who has a ticket can come all at once without being in fear about you know where they can sit or you know anything like that and by that time the spawn will be born because honestly like then i threw a wrench in the rest of 2021 because like october on who the hell knows (laughs) like there's a child i'm gonna be in a city near you and christine may or may not be there with a baby on her hip so (laughs) yeah um so that's that and also i know we haven't recorded our birthday gift has your box arrived yet 
was supposed to arrive no. this morning. Oh, okay. Oh, I it might have, and I just didn't see it. Okay, I think it arrived today. So we're gonna do a gift exchange, um, which I'm really excited about, and I yeah. think we'll probably update you on what happened next week. But um, if you want to watch the gift exchange, we'll put that on Patreon. Perfect. Woo! Should we say anything about like? Uh, I guess. Well, I'm. I've already said it out loud. Say so. it. Uh, so if you have a ticket and let's say during covid there were some circumstances in which you moved home which a lot of people did and you're wondering can i refund my ticket or anything or you you just don't like us anymore maybe you just don't fucking like us that's fine who knows it's possible um then the you should be able to refund it through the venue correct yes so you uh, all tickets can be transferred so if you have a ticket you are able to come see the show you don't need to like buy a new one or anything but if you're not able to make it or you simply don't want to which don't tell us that that makes me really sad but if you don't want to come uh you can get a refund and that should go through your venue um if you have problems let us know but it should go directly through the venue um or wherever you bought the ticket basically and if you're one of those heroes who has stuck it out literally for two years to see us live like I can't wait to go crowd surfing or something. Oh, my God. Like- we're going to love you guys more than any. But like, we're going to love you it's so gonna much. It's going to be out of sight. We'll have to do one of our like old school, like, like get kicked out of yard house because too many people are all in one <gasps> space situation. Good times. We used to literally get kicked out of places because we'd be like, who wants to go drink? And then just drag <laughs> the entire audience along. What were we thinking? Uh, good times. I miss yeah. those days. Anyway, anyway. if you have... Um, if you have any questions, you should be able to just reach out to the venue. But we, if you ever did get a ticket, we really want you to be there. And if for some reason someone has to exchange their ticket and now there's an availability and you want to come to our show, please do. Yes. We want you there. There should be new tickets up when people, hopefully, uh, not hopefully, but, you know, if people are returning their tickets or whatever, hopefully there will be some for people who weren't able to get one originally. So perfect. Oh, my gosh. It's just I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see everybody. I it's can't wait to go back surreal. on tour, which is, if you told me I yes, felt exactly. that way in 2019, I would have been like, that's not true. Exactly. But no, I can't wait to go back. I'm already um, planning like to bring my mom or Blaze or somebody to take the baby with us because I am I think I'm going to be just have, I have separation anxiety about my dog, so I don't think I'm going to cope well with a human. I am nervous about you becoming like one of those moms, which like I, you have every right to be because like, it's what, literally what your what baby. one of those? The ones that get, like, who can't remove themselves from their baby. Well, I mean, it's hard at the first few months you're breastfeeding. What am I going to do? Walk around, like, mailing, you know? Also, like, it is your uh, your job as a mother to keep th- it alive, you know? Yeah, but- I feel like I feel like the first few months are going to be rough. But but you know what? Baby might have to come because I don't know how else. I mean, probably At some easier. point, I am excited for when uh you're over it and then you just keep handing the baby to me and you're like okay uh, you can you can get attached to someone else now as Um, if i'm the one who's gonna get unattached from something uh i don't think that's gonna happen but as we learned through the her scene shifter (laughs) yeah yes yes everyone loved that episode by the way em you did a great job thank you for uh figuring it out eventually everyone keeps commenting that's the greatest half episode of in that toy drink ever and i was like (laughs) ow uh to be fair yours half was like a real bummer (laughs) it was a bummer and a half yep okay so my story this week is actually oh i'm drinking uh, sunkissed sorry oh i feel like people are gonna see it on youtube and and i just want to say i'm drinking this week sunkissed because i obviously can't drink drink. love a good orange soda me too by now you've probably heard about burrow a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs durable materials and details that make life in your space easier 
Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly. This is the perfect thing for your outdoor space. They also just launched a new standing desk, co-pilot with adjustable height, a durable scratch-resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever. I'm in the market for a new desk, um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark. And of course, there's Burroughs Legacy seating collections like the Nomad and Range, now available in new colors. And M and I, that's like the only piece of furniture I think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department. Love that thing. And that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, so speaking of live shows, these are actually notes from a live show back in 2019. I think this was one of our first shows we did, uh, in our 2019 tour back when bright eyed and bushy tailed. Um, (laughs) this is one of our Dallas shows and, uh, this is the story of Miss Molly's hotel in Fort Worth. Okay. I'm excited. I was reading through the notes last night and I was like, damn, like, did did I ever cover this for other people? And I checked on our website, which shout out if you go on our website and click on the listen tab, you can see a list of every single episode we've covered. So you yes. can see all the topics. M did um, that, I think. Didn't you do that? Sure did. Um, yeah. It didn't. It wasn't on there. So I was like, damn, I guess I'm going to cover it today. So uh, this is a story of Miss Molly's Hotel in Fort Worth. So sweet. In historical Fort Worth, uh, it's apparently... This story is just west of the Fort Worth Stockyards, which if you are from that area, I'm sure you know what I'm Woo! talking about. I'm sure Dallas. people at the audience <laughs> screamed. Uh, so this is the oldest bed and breakfast in Fort Worth, although laws have changed in Texas about serving food. So now they're only a hotel. So they're a bed and breakfast minus the breakfast. Oh, um, sad. Just a bed. But Magic. here's the fun part about it. You know, I love a good theme. 
And oh, yeah. uh, the hotel only has seven rooms. It has actually nine rooms, but seven of them uh, have all different themes. <gasps> I was very excited because I was hoping for like an irrigation theme a la Dwight Schrute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so these are the, uh, the other two, by the way, are a private, a private residence for the innkeeper. Okay. Um, but the themed rooms, tell me which one uh, strikes your fancy. Oh, I'm so excited. Cowboys. Oh, that's it. The cowboys. <laughs> you know how I feel about haunted cowboys, cowboy ghosts. It's like my weird obsession. Well, get ready for cowboy ghosts in this one. Uh, uh, okay. Cowboys. Miss Josie's. Miss Amelia's. Okay. Okay. Cattleman. Uh-huh. Rodeo. Ooh. Gunslinger and Railroader. Listen, I'm sticking with cowboys. I want and done, man. I love my cowboy room. I want to stay there. I I I think I would go with maybe gunslinger, like just because I like to think there's a bunch of like nerf targets on the walls or something. Like I just you- feel like a ghost with a gun sounds like a lot for me emotionally and spiritually. You know, a human with a gun sounds like a well, lot of emotionally. It, precisely. <laughs> but I'm assuming that if the ghosts are related to the theme at all, uh if a gun were to ever get pointed and shot at me, I would hope it was a a, a, a ghost gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the two most haunted rooms, you want to guess which two are the most haunted of those? One themes? of the Miss somethings or others. There's always a lady ghost. Miss Rosie or something. <laughs> Josie, Miss Josie. Miss Josie. Okay. And? And Cattleman. That's the only one I remember. <laughs> okay. You were right about Cattleman. And oh, the other okay. one is the cowboy room. Oh, hell yeah. I knew it. So Christine is on board. Okay. <laughs> so fun fact, if we ever go back to Dallas, you can catch us we in are, the cowboy room. D- or just, do we already? I don't know. I'm just saying in the future, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We did check we, out but did the we do room. our Dallas show in 2020 or is it rescheduled? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. None of it seems No, real I, I think we went because we went to Houston, right? Oh, I guess maybe Texas was like our earliest... Shows. I don't remember anymore. Listen, y'all. It, listen, y'all. See, here I am. It's been uh, a while. It's been a while. Yeah, we went if, to Bucky's, homie. We we definitely went. Yeah, then you're right. We did because we. Uh, I think. Yeah, you're completely right. Bucky's yeah. is like our favorite stop on the whole tour. Uh, Eva says <laughs> we went to Texas in early. I think she said early 2021, but I think she meant early 2020. Uh, the yeah. years all blend together. But that's yes. okay. But thank you, Eva, for being on top of it. Thank you. But but she says she can't remember if Dallas was one of them because I think we even had two. Okay, it doesn't matter. But if we, I assume someday we'll be back in Dallas, whether we've been or not. So um, perfect, and you can catch us at the Cowboy Room at Miss Molly's. I'll be Hotel. there. Yeah. Uh, so the this is the history of Fort Worth and how this even became to be a place that needed uh, a haunted hotel. Okay. So the cattlemen had apparently left at one point during like early on in the 1900s or, or 1800s. They left and therefore all the cows started kind of roaming the area. They were able to do whatever they wanted. No one was like telling them what's what. No more chaperones. No more chaperones. It was like the Duggars gone crazy. Um, And some apparently referred to this area as a cow's paradise because it was just like cows just doing whatever they want. My mom keeps calling me an old cow. So maybe this is just the place for me. It's it's kind of rude. But anyway. Uh, Maybe because you're moody. No, I am that. Certainly. Uh, so the cow, so then eventually I think people found out that the cows were having too much fun and the, and all of a sudden cowboys came into the area and began rounding them up and selling them for $50 a pop. I don't know if this inflation is correct now, but I mean, not that I don't think much has changed in a year, but uh, from what I 
put down last time I saw these notes, in 1880, so around this time, selling a cow for $50 was the equivalent to selling a cow for almost like 1500 bucks today. Woo! Boy. So big, big buckaroos. Fort Worth's livestock industry, because of this, became super successful because there were so many cows to sell. And when Fort Worth started really booming in the livestock industry, they also built a railroad so that even more people could come into town. Um, and by 1900, Fort Worth had gotten real busy. It had 37 saloons. Um, it had 17 blacksmith shops, 24 wagon yards, six high dealers, seven barbers, stockyards, livestock businesses, and even a rodeo stadium. Wow. So... It was going pretty cool, pretty cool over there. Um, by 1910, for obvious reasons, they were now in need for lodging in the area, especially because more wealthy cattlemen were coming in. And so the boarding house that later becomes Miss Molly's, the boarding house was built in 1910. It was called the Palace Rooms. And it was a very swanky hotel that was mainly meant for wealthy cattlemen, businessmen in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. But during the Prohibition, the Palace Rooms... They ended up getting sold and they became the Oasis. And Ooh. the Oasis went from a swanky hotel to a brothel. Um, oh. So upgrade or downgrade, depending on who you are. Um, <laughs> it was also a speakeasy because prohibition, obviously. Aha, uh -huh, upgrade, upgrade. Upgrade all of a sudden. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so by the 1940s, uh, during its time in full swing as a speakeasy, more guests were coming in than just the wealthy. And that was when it officially became like a full bordello service because mm. so many people were using it as a speakeasy. They're like, oh, all these men are here. Let's up the ante. <laughs> and so it was eventually renamed to the Gayette Hotel, which um, it was still a brothel, by the way. Oh, sorry. The Oasis, I think, was a boarding house. And then when it became the Gayette, it was the brothel. Okay. Also, I, I don't think the camera was on, but Gio just climbed behind me. Um, oh. Here he is. And he got a haircut this week. So I just want to show him He's off. so handsome. He's just, that's exactly why. He was like, I'm not going to say people have to look at my new cut, but also maybe have the camera pointed at me. I don't yeah, know. But also, I'm just going to happen to saunter into frame. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll also hide behind the chairs if like, I don't want to be seen. But He's so weird. He likes corners. He's such a cutie pie. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So sex work. So, <laughs> <laughs> right back to it. So later, when sex, uh, when uh, when sexist, lol. Later, when Texas made, <laughs> sorry, wow, sexist. <laughs> I'm sure we're not the first people to say that, but I like that a lot. Later, when Texas made sex work illegal, the Gayette Hotel was then sold and renovated. So now it has been the Palace Rooms, uh, which was a swanky hotel. The Oasis which was a boarding house and a speakeasy, which then kind of over time turned into the Gayette Hotel, which was a brothel. Got it. Um, and now it's been sold and renovated. In 1989, it became Fort Worth's Star Cafe on the ground floor. And on the top floor was Miss Molly's, a bed and breakfast. Uh-huh. So I have a whole category called deaths, but there's like only one bullet. So I don't well, know what I was thinking. Well, you always go at the show. You always used to go. What did you say? <laughs> you said, uh... What if I'm like, I, the pregnancy brain is a real thing and I keep forgetting words. Um, Let's just pretend I said something hysterical. It was so funny that I can't remember it. It, break, it broke my brain. Thank now, you. Now you always say like, and now to the deaths. And then everyone would cheer and it was a whole thing. 
uh, just like the Renaissance or something. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, so the here are the deaths. That basically it was cowboys, sex workers, which neither of those are shocking, but also apparently a lot of sex workers because there was no contraception oh, back no, then. They I know would where have this is going. Babies, and then no. they the dads would run off, and so the sex workers were forced to take care of the kids as single parents and kids were also living in this brothel while their moms were working yeah so at least that's my understanding of it so although there were cowboys and sex workers who died uh, a lot of sex workers children apparently also died here um Ugh. i don't know the number but enough Sad. to make it on the list so yeah some of the reasons uh for death were it was mainly illness so there was smallpox typhoid measles polio diphtheria whooping cough all the things that organ trail would tell you about <laughs> cholera <laughs> cholera and then falling there's into, falling off a what are those things falling off a a wagon <laughs> those things when they're trying to cross the river you're fording the river oh a covered wagon deep. is that what it is i don't know yeah sure i'm sure if you fell off one you could die i don't think we're off there i think that's probably a way that somebody died yeah and then also i'm assuming there's a whole gunslinger room, so I'm guessing a cowboy at some point was probably shot or something. Yeah, guns were involved, it sounds like. I think it's a safe bet to, to guess that. And also, I think a lot of sex workers were said to, at least some of them were said to have died by suicide. Um, so, on to the ghosts. That was the whole bullet. There you go. So, the rest of it is just ghosts. Good for us. Woohoo! <laughs> so... I miss people cheering. That I know. Nice. Don't I fill in for it? Is that not good enough? You, it may, it's reminding me of uh, <laughs> yesteryear. So there were full-bodied apparitions that apparently could intelligently communicate with ghosts, with uh, guests, and probably other ghosts. Um, <laughs> electronics would die uh, while on a full charge. Mm. Uh, some would wake up to apparitions sitting on the edge of their bed. I imagine also a lot of them were men waking up to women sitting on their bed since they were residual hauntings of a brothel. And they're like, well, you're in my room. I assume you're here for one thing. Quote, a good time. A good time. So uh, in the hall and the bathrooms, people have smelled perfume. Also, their items regularly disappear and then reappear in odd places. So like you can leave like your, I don't know, keys by your nightstand and then you'll wake up and they're like, behind the toilet or something so (laughs) just things that make no sense i love those though those are you everyone probably knows this because i say it every time but i just love like disappearing and moving objects it like creeps me out you love it until it's your object and also your object is like your baby or something so get ready (laughs) my object all right when i say object i mostly mean like not if something happens to me uh in like upcoming years i will behind the toilet i will be leaving your baby behind the toilet just to see what happens (laughs) so just get ready for it um so speaking of toilets the toilets also flush themselves and the sinks will fill themselves up until they're like almost overflowing but no one even turned on no one even pulled the handle that's weird lights will turn themselves on and off doors will lock and unlock or they'll open they'll do that thing where it's like when you're walking down the street and you almost bump into someone and you do the dance it's like the door version of that where like you lock it as it's unlocking and then you unlock it as it's locking and then you end up oh, just that's getting so s- annoying stuck in this door dance oh no yeah i can't imagine like what if you're like rushing out like you have to go somewhere and like you just keep 
getting locked well the second that happens i am rushing out because i don't want to be a part of this anymore so you don't even need the lock you would just run through the door goodbye (laughs) here's a shape a hole shaped like me uh so one spirit apparently leaves coins all over rooms that were just cleaned by staff so Hmm. tips it makes (laughs) me wonder if the coins have like years on them like are they current coins or are they from like the 1800s you know what i mean Wait, ooh, I just got... What if like, they're... Are they taking it from people or are they like their coins from back in the day? Yeah, I ha- didn't even think about that. Oh, okay. If you happen to be someone who's been there and like found a penny, check it real quick. Check the text a year, yeah. It'll say year five. I don't know. <laughs> It'll say probably 2015 and yeah. it's not going to be as impressive. <laughs> um, So a lot of the spirits here, like I said earlier, are former working girls uh, from when the hotel is a bordello and men have often said that they feel themselves getting grabbed, their hair being stroked. They feel their arm being pet or their back being rubbed. Um, they feel themselves being held at night sometimes, Whoa, which is interesting because yeah. now it tells me that cowboys in the 1880s who were all rough and tough were the baby spoon. They like to be held. Yeah. Aww. And also some have said that they've even felt their, ki- their cheeks being kissed and heard a woman <gasps> giggling next to their bed. Oh my goodness. That's which, creepy. Like, yeah, like I feel like half of this is supposed to sound real fun and real awesome, but like all of it just terrifies me. Yeah, it's also like polter groping. Like you didn't mm-hmm. ask to be held, or you know, it's like too much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. One of the bathrooms apparently is haunted because allegedly a woman was found dead in there. I think she was stabbed to death. Oh, geez. I don't. I don't know where. I didn't hear about that in the deaths column of one whole bullet. So I don't know. <laughs> Apparently a woman may or may not have uh, been stabbed to death in the bathroom. Also, uh, lamps will unplug themselves and covers will get yanked off of you, which that has always terrified me. The concept yes. of like, I'm like, I'd, I'm, I'm now bed naked. You Exposed. Know? Yeah. Yes. Bed naked with my sleep skin. The worst kind of naked. <laughs> I'm just greasy and vulnerable. Ew. So people also see children in their room. So I think that's no. where they think that maybe they were um, the sex workers' kids. Mm-hmm. They often think that they're... Oh, people that are in the hotel often think that they're just kids that belong to another family in the hotel. Wearing maybe, like a weird hat, an old-timey <laughs> hat and overall and dungarees. Playing a hoop and stick and... <laughs> Talking about gunslinging at the rodeo. Um, (laughs) They're like, why does my penny say the year five? Um, So apparently people think that those kids are lost, but then they'll go to the front desk and they'll be like, oh, no, that's just those are just the kids. Yeah, the the kids, the kids, you know them well. (laughs) People also see a cowboy walking through the halls and standing in the bathroom. I'm in love with him already. His name is Cowboy Jake. Yes, it is. Not Cowboy Jacob. He's a casual, casual guy. Of course he is. Um, also hysterical that there was someone named Jake in the 1800s to me. I know there were Jacobs, but the fact that someone actually had a nickname like Jake, it's just like I never, you don't think about it. And so it is weird to me. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I would, Jake feels like Cali surfer boy to me. I mean, me. I feel like if it were like Brandon, I'd be like, what? But <laughs> it strikes me as less weird. I guess, yeah, like Trevor. It's like Trevor. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, Bryson. Yeah, there's a lot of names that just like wouldn't quite fit. Jaden, Jaden, the, the cowboy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jayden, okay. The cowboy. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so Cowboy Jake. I and apparently he's also known to walk through the halls and then like walk into a room and slam the door and then lock himself oh. in there. Sure. Just wants some peace and quiet. That's Jake. Who doesn't? Also, there are psychics, priests, and investigators who have all gone through to check out the place. And there has been a lot of uh, evidence collected over time, including EVPs, which I will get to some of those. They're super cool. And statements from investigators are, I don't know if they still are, but they are. They were displayed in the lobby. So I guess you could also like mm, see the cool. ghost stories for yourself. There is apparently a Bible in each room, uh, allegedly also in every bathroom for protection. Well, it's and just because they kept hiding behind the toilet and they were like, we might as well put one in each because they're like, it's you know what? Keep moving. At this point, we have no idea. You should get like a waterproof one where all the pages are Great laminated idea. and like shove Great it in the toilet, the, the thing the in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, Miss Molly's has been on Ghost Lab and Ghost Adventures. Uh, Mr. Bagel Bites has been there. Hey, yo. Here's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. You ready? Oh, oh my God. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Buckle uh, up. Am I ready? Yes, I got my sun kissed. I'm ready. Uh, and again, this was a year ago, so I don't know. I should have updated my information, but I just ran with the notes. But apparently, at least at the time of this, Miss, at the least at the time of, that I last reported, Miss Molly's has a deal with Texas Christian University, and it's apparently, ironically, Texas Christian University has a class called Paranormal Activity. Oh. <gasps> Where they have a deal with Miss Molly's Hotel where students can go make regular visits and I guess what? investigate. Oh, how um, cool is that? So like, I don't know if this student like got the equipment from class or owned their own equipment or whatever. But so one of the students went to the hotel and was, I think, staying the night and had brought like a spirit box where it like will shout words at you. Yeah. We know that all too well. We with know our it well. New Orleans trip. Mm-hmm. and she was sitting there reading a book and i guess nothing was going on the spirit box was completely silent and once she flipped to a certain page on the book the spirit box said the word sentence <gasps> and then the next sentence that she read in the book was quote i hope that my presence does not frighten you <laughs> what the fuck book was she reading <laughs> also how was the ghost like keeping perfect eye line with where she was that reading is weird i wonder if it's like telepathy like they can like i get hear her reading i don't that know that makes That's it even so creepier because it means it's so, like, way creepy it's not only like the alien fear of like when i'm thinking of them i'm giving yep. them energy and they know i'm thinking of them but in this world it's like even when you're not aware of it or thinking about them they're still in your head oh my gosh Ooh. oh no no for it to oh, know no. exactly where you were reading, no thank It's you. not good for me. Mm-mm. I would have started reading the Bible next and just silently. Well, I was going to say, it sounds like the Bible. My presen- I hope my presence, do- well, maybe it doesn't sound like the Bible. I would like to know what the book was. And also, at least like this spirit seemed friendly. It literally said, I hope I don't scare you. That's true. Which, in turn, probably scared the absolute living. Bonkers out of yeah. her. Well, because I think, what if it? what if the spirit box said sentence and then the next sentence was like, I hate you. Like you will like, die tonight. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's why we drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. 
You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, and in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So uh, there is one uh, investigative team that came in 2008, and they had a lot of experiences. They are called the Texas Paranormal Advanced Research Team, and they call themselves TexPART, part for Paranormal Advanced Research mm. Team. So TexPART, they actually have uh, really well done, really well kept reports of their investigation on their website. So go check that out if you are interested. And this is just a sampling of what they, what they and then I think... It goes, I think this is just all text part. So they saw shadows moving around. They heard uh, certain EVPs and one investigator actually felt like a spirit had, he had walked through it. Oh no. Which I don't know what that feeling is, but I imagine it's very specific. They, when asked who was the president, this is super cool. <laughs> they were saying, oh, who's the president? Just to get a gauge of like how old they think they are or what year it is. Uh, an EVP, an EVP caught the a woman saying Grant. Whoa! And investigators also reported that some of the women thought that it was the 1940s, but some of them were aware enough to know that it was 2008. <gasps> so that makes me wonder, like, how what defines, yeah, like how what 
I have no idea oh how you God. either stay stuck in the past or you are aware. Some of yeah. the some of the spirits also knew that they were dead and some thought they were alive. So maybe if wow. you think you're alive, you think it's the 1940s. And if you're dead, you're aware that you're just watching time pass by. Like you're staying in the present and interacting. Yeah. yeah I imagine if you're interacting with people intelligently you'd have to have some inkling that they're not like the people you knew in the 1940s. Like, I, yeah. I would think so anyway, but uh, that's But so also creepy. if a lot of the people died around the same time, I wonder, like, did some people, were they, were was, is someone who still thinks it's the 1940s, were they best friends with someone who has kind of moved on and it was uh, in 2008? And are they friends or does the or 2008 are they in a separate go? plane? Yeah. Hmm. A, and because the 2008 people seem to be more aware, do you think they see the 1940s ghost? But the 1940s ghost, look, we could get real high and real into a spiral with this. If wow. Like. There are a lot of thoughts here. A lot of, a lot and none at the same time. A lot and like negative. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So investigators, investigators also reported hearing a woman or a child, but like a more high pitched voice talking. Also heard them laughing. They also heard the sounds of dishes clinking or glasses maybe cheersing. And they heard poker chips being thrown around in a card oh, game. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. They also said that a lot of the men or all of the men in the team at different times were touched by hands. Mm. They felt either their leg getting pet or their arm or their hair. And they also reported hearing lo- loud talking and walking around and shutting doors as if they had just like kind of walked into someone doing their thing around the hotel. There are apparently cold spots. There's apparently orbs, um, different alarms and sensors were going off when they shouldn't have been. And they had made contact with allegedly six different spirits. All of them were intelligent because they were able to respond to yes, no questions through an EMF detector. (laughs) All of the women were between 27 and 44 Again, some knew they were dead, some knew they were alive. Or thought they were alive. Or thought they were alive. Yeah, sorry. Uh, They knew they were alive and we didn't. And we were like, what's going on? Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And two of them, this is really sad, but they brought up their kids and said they missed them. Oh, oh no. Many of them did not know how they died, but apparently this team also brought in a medium who was able to help them cross over. So I was going to awesome. ask about that. Okay, good. I feel like you kind of have to if you plan on. Yeah, you have like a responsibility at that point, I would think. Especially if you find out that they think they're alive and it's yeah. like, oh, like this is not my forte. Like, and I got to saying, like, I miss my kids and stuff. It's like, all right, do something about it. Yeah, yeah. So when talking with the spirits, apparently some of the crew felt pain in their head. They all, oh, no, this is the medium. Sorry. The medium felt pain in their head, their shoulder blade, and the left side of their body, and also their lungs. So we don't mm. know if that was one person's really horrible way out of this world or if, mm-hmm. if they were feeling multiple spirits and how they all died. Right. So a statement from Texpart after their investigation was, quote, it is highly unusual for all investigators of a team to have experiences to have experiences during an investigation. This was exciting and fascinating, and all methods possible were employed to debunk such activities, yet none could be debunked. All mm. text part members agreed that Miss Molly's is haunted, and we highly recommend Miss Molly's to other gro- guests and groups. So <gasps> cool. They are on board. They're like, this place is haunted. Check it out. So here's my favorite part, and I suggest I I suggest that you go watch some of the YouTube clips if this is your thing. But and I I think I remember having an actual phone call with this person too. 
I'm pretty sure I remember calling the hotel and I remember hearing a woman with like like a twang in her voice. It sounded familiar to the person I checked on YouTube earlier. She was fun. I remember like hearing videos of her and that was why I called because I was like, I don't want to just go off of quotes from online. I don't online. understand I wanna, how you could do that. I want to oh, hear I, this. I'm having a, like a panic attack just thinking about this, but okay. I remember calling. I'm pretty sure I called her. I would bet money I called her. Um, if you were at the Dell show and you remember, please let me know. But so the general manager slash the former innkeeper, her name is Miss Paula, and she has a lot to say about the ghosts. Like they, it is, she's not even trying to keep it quiet. Miss Paula's <laughs> like, this place is bananas haunted. <laughs> she, this is a quote from her. A lot of these are just quotes. And I, I'm sorry, I don't know if these were from my phone call with her or <laughs> YouTube. You didn't write down like I called her in the notes. I guess you would have remembered at the time. I think I remembered at the time and thought I'm never going to use these notes again. Well, you're, you're also saying a year ago, but it would have been two years ago, right? Because it would have been yeah. 2019. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, that's a long time, at least for my memory. I feel, I'm pretty sure I called her. It feels right as I say that. So she, so she ended up quitting her job as the innkeeper, although she still comes in every now and then to train new employees, which by the way, she said that there is a high turnover rate because the employees quote, can't handle the ghosts. <laughs> so she's like not hiding this. She... Yeah. About leaving, she said, quote, I was glad to leave. After living with them, I was glad to take a break from feeling crazy. They were mostly annoying and not harmful. I would even, I would get everything clean and they would come back and it's dirty. When your main job as an innkeeper is to keep things clean and you got a hotel full of ghosts that like to untidy things, let's just say a lot of times it led to me shouting in empty rooms. Yeah, I would go crazy. Yeah, I would be like, you've got to be kidding me. This is so obnoxious. She says that she heard voices and footsteps and like kind of all the traditional things of like bathroom water running, lights going on and off. Um, Bible she, in the toilet. Bible yeah, in the toilet. The you know how it goes. Um, <laughs> and she called the, these spirits her resident cowboys. <laughs> which is pre precious yeah but apparently she called them her resident cowboys because one thing i feel like we've talked about before but i always forget and then my mind's blown when we talk about it again is that the resident cowboys she referred to as the ghosts that were there permanently but one of the things that she learned about a haunted hotel was every family that comes in brings their own spirits <gasps> and so she's was constantly having to adjust to whatever spirit was there for oh, those few geez. days. And I would imagine if it's already a haunted place that if you're bringing new spirits, it's like more likely to keep them or keep yeah. the energy there. Wow. How spooky. So this was a quote about her biggest quote, biggest issue. There isn't really an issue with the resident cowboys, but more with the guests bringing their spirits from home and never being able to keep up with the pranks. You'll finally get used to one ghost that turns lights on and off, and then another one comes in for a weekend that moves stuff off the shelves. Oh Can my you, god. It's like living in like, I imagine, a chaotic, a more chaotic like Willy Wonka's factory. Where like, like with a bunch of toddlers or something. Yeah, who just something's can't always leave you alone. There's always a different fire to put out and you can just never adjust. And, and sometimes a real one. fire to put out, I imagine. <laughs> Maybe for all you know. But yeah, I can't imagine being like, oh, finally, like this ghost. I, I know their likes and their dislikes. And then there's a whole other one that walks in and is like, my turn, you know. <laughs> if you had to be a ghost, like uh -huh. what what is your go to move? I just haunting? feel like it would have to be a bar thing. You know how sometimes you tell stories about haunted bars and it's like the the booze goes missing or like the glasses 
yeah move around like i think i would just and i did, wouldn't even do it on purpose i think i would just kind of gravitate toward that I think food for me would just always go missing. Yeah, I feel like you and I would literally just drain everybody dry of food and drink. <laughs> like <laughs> but we'd then, just eat and drink. But then I think of like Casper when his uncle's like eating all those sweets yeah. and just like going through them. And it's like, would that it be, would I even sad. have an appetite? You know? Maybe I, w- I would probably be nosy as hell. I'd probably just like walk around and like spy on everybody. That's probably oh, without what I do. question. Without yeah, question. You and I would just gossip about everybody in the hotel all day long. You know, it'd be fun. Maybe we would leave notes for the people being talked about to like stir up shit. Yes. Like, Wait, we we'd be the, be the pot produ- stirrer. Yes, we'd be the directors of this whole like our own reality show. I'd be like, oh, you're gonna like talk shit about Stacy. Well, Gus is about to find out all of it. That's Stacy. And then I would just like wait for it to. Hey, Miss Stacy, guess what? <laughs> what is wrong with us? Or <laughs> I'm like not even realizing how fucked up it sounds until you put a, put a pause on that. Um, I feel like we. I feel like I'd be like, oh my gosh, I saw that guy checking out that guy, or they're checking each other out. We should. Oh yeah. We should nudge them together and <gasps> see if we can create a we love play connection. Matchmaker. Oh my god, it would be so fun. Or if we caught somebody cheating, we would like. We would like. I don't know. Do something. Put their Bible in the toilet. Wait a minute. TM, 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 TM. What if we called ourselves karma control? Karma, karma control. And we would just be the ghosts. We're like, oh, they're doing something sweet. Let's get something nice happening for them. Oh, this person, this this person doesn't deserve the guy hitting on her. Let's make her like, let's, let's give him up like someone sweeter. Yeah. Like let's, yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll arrange it. So all the good people get good stuff and all the not good people get. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this. And we'll be like, what's karma control? It's got to be something a little spooky in there. We'll figure it out. We'll shop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because TM, TM, TM to whatever we come up with. Um, (laughs) You've got so fun. The karma creeps. The karma creeps. Wait a minute. Karmic creeps. Karma creeps. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Mm. Um, so anyway, there they so Miss Paula also says that the same thing has happened to her with that door dance where like they're <laughs> apparently it's like their favorite thing to do with her is like fuck with her in terms <laughs> of like locking her in, then unlocking her, or locking her in until she like calls for help and a maintenance worker comes and then the door's unlocked, like That's just to make so her look annoying. stupid. Nobody told her about the ghosts when she first got the job, and she thinks it's probably on purpose. When she first got the job, she said she'd see a lot of things and didn't know what was what. And now she is very aware that, like, even new employees are probably always feeling that way. <sighs> Although she's very open about the ghosts, so I I guess her like training she would, is yeah, she would bring it up like first thing. She'd be like, "Are you cool with haunted places? Yes or no? No, get out, get out. You're not hired." So, Cowboy Jake, Miss Paula's uh, first encounter with the ghost was in the railroad room. And apparently, uh, Cowboy Jake, who I've t- I said earlier, is a regular spirit that people see, but he doesn't talk to anybody. He just kind of walks around, closes doors behind him. He was, he, by the way, also, he's also seen all over town, like up and down the streets outside of the hotel. And he's seen, oh my gosh. like, still seen, like, drinking at other bars. See, that's, I like Jake. I think I would probably try to date Jake. I think you and Jake would actually be, like, in love. Probably. I mean, I would probably be in love with him. I can't say the same for him because I feel like you and I would be a lot to handle, but I think, I I think Cowboy Jake during, like, the Prohibition would be a lot to handle, okay, to fair, be fair. fair. Maybe we met each other's match. <laughs> uh, no, but I he apparently, like, if you uh, don't have uh, the time to go book a spot in the hotel, you still might see him on the street, I guess. <laughs> but he was seen walking through the hall 
and he uh, walked through the door, closed the door, and she knocked on the door and said hello. Uh, and the door opened and nobody was there, even though she had Ew. just watched someone walk in. Do you think he was there and he was just invisible? Uh, that would scare me if it were like, are you there? And you just, I just can't see you. Or like, did you vanish? Blech. Why did you say that? Because now <laughs> absolutely that's how that I'm went I'm trying down. to get in Jake's mind, you see. And Jake understand. sounds like a guy who likes to fuck around. Like, yeah, exactly. He exactly. wants you to be on edge. Also, like for the door to open by itself and like. Mm-mm. I mean, like he was there yeah. enough to open the door and like show you he wasn't for there. A reason. He knows you're which there. Which means maybe he was hiding. <gasps> That's vomitous. See ya. A few <laughs> days. See ya. <laughs> See ya, Jake. A few days later, he uh, or Miss Paula saw the same guy walking down uh, towards the same door, and she like screamed "Hey!" at him, and he ignored her. <laughs> oh, I th- I did call her or something because I remember her. Wasn't this? Wasn't this like a line that she said and the whole crowd went crazy where it was like, she said like, you can love me or hate me, but you better not ignore me or something. Um, I 100% remember that. And you right? kept calling her Miss Paula or whatever. And you were like, yeah, you, uh, yes, I think that's exactly what it was. She saw the guy walking away and when she screamed, hey, and he ignored her. I'm pretty sure maybe this was on, on the phone call or on YouTube. I remember hearing it somewhere and she was like. Love me or hate me, but you better not ignore me. And then people went fucking wild. And yeah. Dallas, y'all were drinking. Miss so, Paula, if you're listening to this, I really hope I did get a phone call with you. Cause gosh, <laughs> what a fun time. And so anyway, like immediately there, she won everyone's hearts over because she's uh, a <sighs> bad bitch. Yeah, she is. And she apparently saw the spirit a few more times. And eventually Miss Paula went into the lobby and shouted, quote, all right, buckos, here's the deal. I don't want to see you. You're not allowed in my room. And don't you dare touch me. Like, okay, buckos. respecting boundaries. Like, what's going on here? Um, so she, like, laid down the groundwork. And I guess uh, for the most part, they always respected that. At least the resident ghosts did. Or the resident cowboys. And if every now and then they would start getting, like, kind of cocky and, like, try to, like, pull pranks on her and, like, mess mm-hmm. with her room, even though she said no. And she would yell at them and go, you know, the this is a quote, you know, the rules, get yourself out of here. You've got eight rooms out there to play in. And this ain't one of them. <laughs> Miss and, Paula. and then they would calm down again. Gosh, what a gem. So she said things get moved around all the time. And in Miss Amelia's room, which apparently is the sp- there's a spirit of a little girl there who was mm. born to one of the sex workers. Um, she is seen and heard by the guests. Apparently her mom was a dancer but you can hear the little girl in an EVP say, I hate dancing. Oh, honey. Also, like, love that she's a rebel against, like, her mom's yeah. interests. Like, we're all the same person, just living in different times. <laughs> just living sometimes in the 1940s, sometimes not. Uh, there's also a little boy named Bobby who, Miss Paula says, terrorizes Aww. women because he oh. likes to pull their hair and move the shower curtain. Not cute, bud. Uh, another kid will whistle at you when you're in the bathroom. Okay. Now that right, feels... hooligans. That is some tomfoolery. I feel really vulnerable right now. I'm on the toilet. Do you mind? You know? Karma control is going to put you in line, little ones. Apparently, Miss Paula, uh, she walked past a mirror and said, whoo, I'm getting old, and then heard a child laugh at her. Oh, no, he didn't do so that. They are uh, a sassy bunch over there. Yes, they are. So Miss Josie's room is named after Miss Josie, who's the last madam when it was a bordello. 
And people have reported waking up to seeing her on the bed watching them sleep. Cool, 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 cool. I simply just can't do it, bestie, as they I say. <laughs> as they as the youth say. As they say. Hey, bestie. Hey, girly pop. I would hey. just pass away. When um, M texted me the other day, girly pop, I don't have time for this or something. I was like, what is happening in my life that you just I saw me one that? person so, uh, at some point in the comments on TikTok call someone a girly pop. And I was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my you life. You literally sent it to me immediately. And it actually was fitting i think i sent you something like really obnoxious and i was like that's actually the only appropriate response (laughs) so good job so many guests have seen a transparent looking woman walk through their closed door by the way Mm -hmm. and then also apparently walk towards the closet door or like come through the room then leave the room but no matter what it's a person going through walls and miss paula has quit officially as the innkeeper and when she was moving her stuff out she saw a bunch of shoe boxes fly off of one of the shelves and she said quote that was the last time they tried me and (laughs) she still does reservations and helps train new people but like i said there's a high turnover because of the ghosts and she was quoted saying we're not doing any tours right now we have a new oh i don't know if this is if this is a if this still lands or still tracks but at the time, as Paul said, we're not doing any tours right now. We have a new innkeeper and we're trying to break her in slowly before she realizes the, that ghosts are a big part of her job. Oh, my God. And then she said, you can believe in ghosts or not believe in ghosts. But if you stay with us, you will believe in them by the time you leave. And that wow. is the story of Miss Molly's hotel. I love it. I wonder. <coughs> shout out to Miss Paula. Wow. Shout out to Dallas. Shout out to Miss Paula. Shout out to the Karma Crew or whatever we're called. We'll figure it out. I feel like we could do something about Big Brother, Real World. Oh, can you imagine one day when they figure out how to like actually get ghosts on TV, and you can just have reality shows where it's human versus ghosts? But what it's about like, like Ghouls Next Door? Stop it! <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? And what have you done with my best friend? Because that was fucking genius. <laughs> I need a life. Um. Okay, let's see. I have a tale for you. Okay, this one is spooky. We're doing okay. like a spooky episode today. I'm very excited about that. I <sighs> I don't know how you're going to fit spooky into true crime, but let's go. Oh, well, prepare yourself. Okay, this is the story of Kayla Berg. Okay. So we're going back to 2016 here. Okay. Ooh, let me get comfortable. Actually, that's impossible, but... Yeah, I was going to say, when was the last time you felt comfortable? Oh, I remember. It was at age 16 when I didn't hurt. Also, for the folks like me who don't know what it feels like, can you describe a kick from the inside with it's your little freaky, demon baby? And it just started happening like this week or last week. And it feels kind of like someone is poking you. I mean, it feels kind of like someone's like... Ugh. I know I just, it's freaky. I just poke him back. I got an ultrasound. <laughs> I do poke him back. I got an ultrasound <laughs> yesterday, and uh, the, one, the poor ultrasound tech was like trying to get uh, a scan of the brain to make sure like everything was you know in order. And um, the baby like headbutted the the thing. Like <laughs> the brain was being scanned, and then it was just like this big movement. And the tech was like, "Oh, the baby does not like the ultrasound." Okay, wand. but um, the okay, but. Your kid sounds like an asshole. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, easily irritated is the way that I kind of took is what I took from it. Um, huh. Really not into it. Not into being like prodded and um, 
investigated, which, you know, fair. I mean, it, I'm really concerned about these feet because uh, also, <laughs> hang on a second. We never talked about this. Are you so the was the was the first kick like an emotional thing for you? Like, did you cry? Well, no, I didn't cry. I don't. Now that I'm on antidepressants, I don't cry all that often anymore. <laughs> okay. Congratulations to me. Yay. Um, but I did, the first time I felt it was on Mother's Day, so that was kind of cool. Oh, that's precious. Um, but then it di- well, didn't happen again for a long time. Because at first you're not sure what it is. It feels almost like, was that like my stomach rumbling? Like mm. it's hard to tell. So I think... Interesting. Gets- I'm glad that I'm glad that the answer was you didn't cry because and maybe yeah. antidepressants were the reason. But I feel like that's a more I don't know. I feel like a lot of the experiences when you see it on TV or you see your friends go through it, it's like this big emotional wave. And I was always like, I don't think I'll have that. So it's nice to know that yeah. like it's more normal that like oh yeah, just that's just the next it's part. It's definitely to this. cool. Well, I think it was a huge relief because after like several miscarriages, it's almost like okay. It's still in there and it's moving. So it's alive. Like literally, literally kicking. <laughs> like we're good. Yeah. yeah. So the, I think it's more of just like, a oh, thank God feeling. Yeah. At least for me. I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else. But imagine yeah. if your baby learned how to tickle you from the inside. Stop doing that. And <laughs> keeps coming up with these horrid, horrid ideas of what happens. And I'm like, don't say that. What if the baby found your belly button and poked it all the so it was inside out now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to horrify you back. If you're going to play this game, I can win it. Okay. Because I'm actually experiencing it. I can come up with all sorts of freaky stuff. You got a little alien in your baby. Okay. And, belly buttons and, your and butt- otherwise. And your belly. Okay. Tell me your story. I'm sorry. <sighs> Kayla Berg, let's go. Okay. So 2016, October 8th, an old video resurfaces on YouTube. The video had originally been posted in 2009 and it was called, I want to know if you remember this. It was called, Hi Walter, I got a new GF, new girlfriend. I got a new girlfriend today. Hi Walter, it's me, Patrick. Do you remember this video? Whoa, I think you just unlocked something in my head. When I saw the thumbnail, I was like, oh shit. Hang on, let me see. Let me make sure I'm doing, I'm I'm Okay, but don't read anything. I'm not going to, I won't, I promise. Oh, I literally typed in hi W and it's, I got a new girlfriend. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So everyone's having the moment with us, yeah. I think. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I just saw the, the, the icon and I'm done. Do you it's remember gone. what it is? Uh, No, I actually don't remember. But I remember the icon, but I don't remember the video. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> here you go. Cuts. Let's go. Boy, oh, boy. Okay. We'll post a photo of the thumbnail on Instagram. In the video, you can see a man talking to camera and he's speaking about how he got a new girlfriend. He says... Hi, Walter. I was at the mall today, and guess what happened? I met the most wonderful girl. We went shopping at JCPenney's, and she tried on a lot of clothes, and she ended up buying a whole lot of them. You know what I mean? And then we decided to go and take a look at some of the jewelry at K Jewelers. She picked out this most awesome necklace, the most amazing necklace I've ever seen, and I know she wanted me to buy it for her because she kept on giving me the look. You know the look. Mm -hmm. And then we got kind of tired at the mall, and I brought her back to my place. And I know she hates cameras, Walter, but I'm going to show you anyway. Are you ready? The guy then walks to what seems to be a locked bathroom in his basement and opens the door to reveal a woman on the floor tied up and screaming. (gasps) Wait, okay. I didn't remember. I remembered the thumbnail. Did not remember any of the video until you just said a a woman in the closet screaming. Yeah, that part I remembered. I didn't remember anything about JCPenney's and and K Jewelers, but I remember the wasn't that wasn't fake? Okay, let me just tell the story. So he opens the bathroom door. And there's a woman tied up on the floor screaming. 
And again, this video had been released originally in 2009 and it hadn't picked up like any traction until now, 2016. Oh my God. So as this video hits the main page of YouTube, starts getting traction, uh, one person in particular caught onto this video and sent it on to a family friend, the Berg family. Oh my God. Who sent it immediately to the Antigua, Wisconsin police. And that is because Caleb Berg... Uh, a young teenager who'd been missing since 2009, <gasps> by the way, the video that, or the year that this video was released, yeah, had a striking resemblance to the girl in the video. <gasps> and when this family friend watched the video, he was horrified. He thought it looked and sounded exactly like Kayla. And he said, from what I can see, the sound of her struggling, I've listened to it a million times and it mm. sounds like her voice. Oh my God. So this video was forwarded to Kayla's mom, Hope, who also thought the girl looked a lot like her own daughter. And so the Antigua police posted it on social media. It quickly received national attention and brought this case back up that was like seven years old at this point. Wow. So as for Kayla being missing, Kayla Berg, she was last seen August 11, 2009 by her friend, 24-year-old Kevin J. Kilcheski. And it was only weeks before her 16th birthday. Uh, he, Kevin, was a longtime friend of Kayla's brother, Jimmy, and was someone she'd known since childhood. And from what we had know, from what we know, Kayla and Kevin had been driving around their hometown of Antigua, Wisconsin, smoking pot. Sometime between nine and eleven p.m., Kilcheski dropped Kayla off at her boyfriend slash romantic interest house. It's not clear whether they were dating or just like into each other, uh, but his name's Miguel. And so Kevin drops Miguel, uh, Kayla off at Miguel's house in Wausau, Wisconsin, which is about forty minutes away from Antigua. So Kevin remembered that the house, which was sitting right across the street from a place called the Colonial Manor Nursing Home, looked really ominous. It had all the lights off uh, and just looked very creepy. But Kevin dropped her off there and she allegedly hopped out of the car and went into the house. Mm. Up until potentially now this YouTube video in 2016, she would never be seen again. Whoa. So... Kayla was born Kayla Mayberg on August 29th, 1993, and though her parents split when she was really young, she was extremely close to her family. Her father was diagnosed with cancer when she was pretty young, and so she was very, very close to him and her mother. Uh, she was big into gymnastics, and she was on the high school gymnastics team and was about to start her junior year. Uh, her parents, Hope Sprenger and James Spanbauer, said she was not the type to run away from home and they pretty much always at this point kind of knew like they would have heard from her at this point. She wouldn't have right. just vanished. Right. So and, sorry. I went. So the Kevin dropped Kayla off at this house and I'm assuming at some point like this house gets investigated because. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So at, at this point, his story is he dropped her off at this house and then later. Okay. Yeah. They do go further delve into like the timeline and everything. But that's his version of events. Okay. So uh, her parents said she'd never run away. She didn't have her own cell phone or computer. And she wasn't the type of teenager who used the internet very much. <laughs> Cannot relate to that one bit. Zero um, percent. Uh, zero percent. <laughs> Unfortunately, because I was able to see this fucking video. So True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on an episode of Disappeared, Kayla's friends did say that they what they did enjoy doing instead of being on the internet was hanging out with their older male friends because their idea of fun was going to house parties of older people. I was literally at home like adding skulls to my MySpace page at age 16 and she was going to house parties. So I, I guess... Mean I, I get the house parties thing. That was yeah, you fun. were cooler than I was. I was <laughs> just on MySpace and like 
stalking people who went to <laughs> who were at parties, parties. and therefore not <laughs> <laughs> and just uh like prank calling people like living the dream man mm-hmm, living the mm-hmm. dream we all had different dreams you were living yours i was living mine <laughs> listen i got i figured out how to code some pink skulls under my myspace i was perfectly Brava. happy thank you um yeah. <laughs> so they would go to house parties hang out with older boys And uh, there's a blog called Stories of the Unsolved, and it elaborates on this, saying that uh, it was in 2007 that her friend Megan introduced her to the party scene in Wausau, Wisconsin. And the parties became the highlight of Kayla and her friend's weekends, but the girls often lied to their parents because there was a lot of underage drinking, and they would say, you know, classic, oh, I'm at her, I'm at Megan's house, Megan said, I'm at Kayla's house, right? yada, yada. So, although... Kayla had grown up in Antigo. She had recently left two months ago with her mother, Hope, and moved to Texas. Uh, her mom wanted to start a new, just start fresh. So she took Kayla with her and they moved to Texas. But pretty quickly, they got really homesick and they did not like it there. Sorry, Dallas. I know we just uh-huh. gave you a big shout out. but um, <laughs> There's one person missed, out there who's not a fan. <laughs> they just missed Wisconsin. What can you say? So they didn't love it there, and Kayla's new high school didn't have a gymnastics team, which was really important to her. Mm. So Kayla was not happy. And then apparently Kayla's father also, his his uh, cancer took a bad turn right at this point as well. Shit. And so she just up and moved back to Antigo and hope her mom went with her. So they both kind of gave up on the Texas dream and went back, back okay. home. Cool. So that was August of 2009. So having moved back to Antigo, Kayla was staying with her dad at her grandparents' house while Hope was crashing with some friends trying to find a new job and a new house because she had expected Texas to work out and was back now. So according to – have you heard of Danelle Hallen? I think it's pronounced. No. Danelle Hallen. Mm -hmm. So she's a true crime YouTuber that I really like. Excuse me. And she covered the story and gave some details. She said there wasn't much space at Kayla's grandparents' house. And so Kayla was basically sleeping on a cot in the hallway. So they were all kind of like crashing where they could find a place to sleep. Got it. So because of this arrangement, it's kind of understandable. Kayla started sleeping over at friends' houses. And especially with their habit of going to parties and stuff, she just kind of started bouncing around and staying over with friends. Okay. Whenever possible, which, you know, makes sense. So one of the first kind of suspicious elements of the case is that Kayla wasn't reported missing until August 16th, which was six days after she had gone missing. Whoa. Yeah. And six days is a long time. A long Um, time. For like a 15 year old. I guess if like you're just like your parents know you as like the kid that's like sleeping over at a lot of places, like maybe it's not that shocking. That's it. Yeah. And that's exactly what kind of ended up being the case is that. They just sort of were worried, but they assumed she was okay. And the friends, I'll get more into detail about it, but it's exactly that. That like she, they were used to not seeing her for days at a time and she didn't have a cell phone. So it, you know. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. She didn't have a cell phone or internet or use the internet. So. The the self, I think because my mom was kind of the same where like she wouldn't see me sometimes and she'd be like, well, you know. There was someone like if if there was if something was wrong we would have heard something, yeah. But I always had a phone just in case. The phone thing is that's yeah steep to just like not even be able to have to contact your kid. Wow. Yeah, the phone thing would be hard if you were if you had. I would imagine if you were bouncing around to not have yeah that constant access. But she did have friends with a phone. But yeah, I think that would kind of 
definitely add confusion to the whole thing. Yeah. Or maybe like the parents, since they like grew up also in an era where there was no phone, it was just like, whatever. Like, yeah, like we she's don't just, know and any it's better. a small town, you know, yeah. it's like, well, she's just at a friend's. Exactly. So according to the Charlie Project, um, the parents had a fairly open living arrangement for her and her older brother, Jimmy, who had just graduated from school. And they often traveled back and forth by themselves between one parent's house and another and then the grandparents' house. So it all makes sense. Six days is a long time, I have to say. Like, I feel like it's just it's I get it. I get both sides of the story, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I do, too. I get it. Um, so Hope remembers that on Tuesday, August 11th, Kayla had called her up to say that she'd be spending the day at her friend Natasha's and that they were going to hang out. And that did happen. Kayla and Natasha spent the day moving between Natasha's house and the park until 5 p.m. when Natasha had to head off to work. So instead of leaving with Natasha, Kayla hung around because Natasha's brother Jimmy and Kevin, the one who ended up driving her around smoking pot with her later, sure. uh, were hanging out. And so she hung out with those two guys. And it was at this point that Kayla and Kevin arranged to hang out later that evening. Mm. So Kayla heads back to her dad's, and around 8.45 p.m., Kevin picks her up. Okay. The following morning, James Spantbauer, Kayla's dad, notices that his daughter didn't come home that night. He calls up Kevin, and Kevin says, oh, yeah, well, I, we hung out, we drove around, and I took her to Miguel's house, the, the sure, boyfriend the or house. love interest. Yeah, the abandoned house or the creepy house. After they had hung out all evening. So he's like, that's where I left her. So the dad waits a day thinking like, well, she's probably hanging out with that guy or with her mom or whatever. There's still no sign of Kayla. So he contacts Kayla's mom, Hope. And then Hope is like, I also haven't heard from her. So Hope calls up a few of Kayla's friends, including Natasha. And interestingly enough, a couple of days prior to this on August 9th, something sort of similar had happened with Kayla because she and a oh. few friends had gone to a party and each of them kind of told each other's parents or told their own parents that they were at each other's houses. And so Kayla's mom was like, well, maybe she's pulling another one of these like, right. oh, I'm over here. I'm a dad. Like it had just happened similarly. So it yes. almost took away the sense of urgency. Exactly. Exactly. Uh -huh. Like This wasn't the first time she had been away and kind of lied about where she was. Mm. So because Kayla and her, most of her friends didn't have cell phones, only one of them did, uh, when Kayla's mom tried to get in touch with the house that Kayla said she was staying at, both parents kind of realized suddenly that neither of them knew where their daughters were. Shit. Alarming. And all the parents became worried. They immediately went to report them all missing. And at the police station, the group of parents finally got a call from one from the one kid who did have a phone who says, we're all safe. They messed up. We're sorry. So... That had just happened. And so this is why Kayla's parents are a little bit like, well, maybe that she's just pulling one of these teenage things again sure. where she's not telling us the truth. So they're hesitant to report her missing, thinking like she's probably okay. But Kayla's friend Beth got in touch with the parents pretty soon, saying she had seen Kayla on the evening of the 11th uh, when Kayla and Kevin had stopped by the McDonald's where she worked. This is the friend Beth. Kevin stayed in the car and Kayla went inside and told Beth that Kevin had gotten her a coming home present and they were going to smoke weed and drive around. Okay. So she said, Beth, I'll call you later. Evidently, she never did. Mm -hmm. Not a single person, they quickly realized, knew where she was except that she had last been seen Jeez. with Kevin. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine the panic. No. Must be out of this world. Um, as said earlier, it was only on August 17th she was officially reported missing, and uh, Kayla's parents have received a lot of flack, a lot of criticism on social media, on comments for what seems kind of like what people have called reckless parenting. But again, like, 
we've talked about this. I mean, they'd been hearing so many different strands of information from different friends. She had just kind of pulled something similar a few days ago. Yeah, uh, it, it's like I like and this sounds maybe this like isn't the right phrase anymore, but it reminds me of like the boy who cried wolf and that like, you know, if this if something so similar is happening very often, then like there's just not the the same the urgency worry. like you said there's yeah, not the same exactly worry. so it and then eventually and then all of a sudden that person's missing and I imagine there's that like initial guilt of like how could I have not known but also realistically like you had a, a kid who was sneaking out a lot not we're not victim blaming here I'm just saying like they had they had reason to think like nothing was to different hesitate. than normal yeah yeah and um there were like three houses so there were the grandparents the dad and the mom could have been you know at any of their houses. A lot of friends, a boyfriend or Yeah, could have been interest. hooking up with someone that like mm-hmm. we didn't know about, could have been smoking weed with someone and everyone was keeping it hush-hush, you know? Like- yeah. It just seemed like there were a lot of different possibilities and they were hearing from different friends saying, oh yeah, I saw her, she was hanging out, whatever. So they right. just kind of assumed she was okay. Again, also her dad was really sick with cancer at this point. Like I'm sure- There was distractions. Yeah, and they weren't assuming something terrible had happened in this small town. So, you know, it's hard to throw blame around. I don't feel right criticizing anybody that I can't imagine being in their position. Sure, sure. So, you know, I Also, not victim-blaming Kayla either. We're not saying that's, you know, because she was always out and not telling everyone what was going on. It's her fault. That's not what we're saying. No, no, no. I I did the same shit when I was a kid, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just played on myspace but you know you never <laughs> i i snuck around like i mean like i wasn't i you know maybe not to the same degree but like there were days where my mom didn't know where i was or i said i was somewhere else you know so yeah i get both sides I probably totally. did that too yeah um so kayla's brother jimmy had said that kayla was staying so that's the other thing is that kayla's brother jimmy had told his parents that oh no i'm pretty sure kayla's just staying with a, a different friend that you haven't talked to and so the parents were relieved briefly, but then mm. Jimmy found out this was just a rumor and it wasn't even true. So, you know, things were confusing and sure. yes, six days, long time. Oof. Looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty. So just a few days after the missing persons report was filed, the police changed Kayla's case to an endangered missing child's case. And this was in all the local newspapers and media. And, you know, a lot of tips came rolling in. All were dead ends, unfortunately. On August 26th, the police received a tip that Kayla had been spotted at a nearby Walmart and then leaving in a truck. So they got the surveillance footage, um, and there was a young woman who resembled Kayla, but when her mom watched it, she said, that's not my daughter. So unfortunately, that was another dead end. Um, And as reported by the Charlie Project, the police had thought that her friends appeared evasive, as if they were trying to conceal her whereabouts. Mm. So at first, police just thought she had run away and that the friends were covering for her. Um, However, as weeks passed with nobody having heard from Kayla, police started to take it a little more seriously as not just a runaway case. And they obviously at this point are like, well, Kevin's the last one to be seen with her. We should probably chat with him. Yeah. At that point, you've got no one else, but start backtracking, you know? Yeah. Start backtracking to the last person to have seen her alive. Um, And in his interview, Kevin went through that night from his point of view. He had simply dropped Kayla off at this dark, creepy house, which Kayla said was that of her romantic interest, Miguel. And Kevin confidently asserted he had dropped Kayla off at 1030 and then headed back to his parents. But guess what? Uh Uh-oh. Soon discovered that this house where Kevin had dropped Kayla off had been condemned a month earlier. And it is where Miguel used to live, but no no longer lived. Kevin, 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 Kevin. Kevin. 
<sighs> so uh, top of that, according to Kayla's friends uh, via the Trace Evidence podcast, which is a great show, by the way, her friends told police Kayla knew full well Miguel didn't live there anymore. <gasps> Ew, that makes it so much more creepy. Yeah, I have Goose Kim from... So does that mean he, she was drugged or something or like a question mark, question mark. Yeah. I mean, for her, if she knew, if he said like, oh, we're going to Miguel's and she knew better, like, then like, so why was she still like playing the game? Like what was actually there? Or maybe he told her in confidence a different story about like, oh, Miguel used to live here, but I'm watching the place or. Or maybe he's lying and said, I dropped her off at Miguel's house and police said, oh, where? And he points at that house and they uh-huh. say Miguel doesn't live there anymore. Or maybe none of it's fucking true. You're you didn't know right. that, but Kayla did. <laughs> well, we don't know. The way it was in my head was that Kayla knew that he, Miguel didn't live there, but Kevin and it was, she still went with Kevin anyway. And then Kevin like trapped her down there or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's we don't not know. How, it's not how it went. But I... All of them terrible situations. Okay. All bad. Right. All, All very awful. bad. The fact that the house was condemned and nobody lived there and Kayla knew it makes it just so much creepier, like you said. Um, wow. So Okay. So now it's like, really, where the fuck is she? Yeah. Where the fuck is she? Because now it's like, why would she go to this house if she was on her way to see this guy she liked? Well, not to see Miguel, because Miguel denied having seen her at all on the day or night of the disappearance and said the last time he had actually seen her was at a party a week ago. Uh, Miguel himself, he was four years older than Kayla. They had been boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, but Kayla's parents weren't happy about the age difference and told her to end things. So basically, it's unclear whether they were like together together or just like hooking up or just like Mm. she was still into him who knows but that's why i'm kind of being vague on the language of got it romantic interest got it um but they had dated at one point in time so miguel's family had moved out of this house that kevin allegedly dropped her off at over a month ago and danelle hallen i think it's hallen the true crime youtuber says kayla had been at miguel's new house the week before like at the oh, at his wow. new house. So there's no reason so she, why she would have told Kevin, drop me off at this old abandoned house. Yeah, she knew, knew that he wasn't there. She knew she knew where his new house was on top of everything else. So sketchy. Mm. Now, if you kind of look back and analyze what Kevin has told police, he's this 24-year-old. He dropped off a 15-year-old at a house, which he acknowledged looked creepy and empty and all the lights were off. Furthermore, he said he told police that he never checked to see he didn't see her go inside. He never saw whether she got in safely. He just left. So sketchy. Uh, When Kayla's family hears about this, they're kind of like, whoa, 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 record scratch, because they said knowing Kayla, according to Trace Evidence, she was absolutely terrified of the dark. And she said (gasps) she would have never, ever, ever, ever gone into an abandoned or creepy house by herself. If for I were, any reason. If I were Kayla's parents and I knew where Kevin lived, I think I would have lost my mind and probably impulsively just, like, killed Kevin. Oh, yeah. Without I'd question. Be, I'd be, where like, the fuck is she? This man, something is up. Something yeah. is up. He knows something. He knows something. Because they were like, there is no way she would have done this. Like, bullshit. Like, we're calling total bullshit. So Kayla's friends told police that if Kayla were ever going to see Miguel, he would typically come pick her up. Kevin had never dropped her off before at his house. Like, this is just a weird story that Kevin has. But, of course, authorities have to check in on Miguel 
because obviously. And so his phone record showed that he hadn't gotten in contact with Kayla or Kevin that day. They searched the house that, that he used to live in, this abandoned house, and they searched Miguel's new home, but they found absolutely nothing that could have led them to believe Kayla was ever there uh, the day she disappeared. Wow. They also looked into Kevin's cell phone records and confirmed that Kayla had made two calls to Kevin from her grandparents' house on the day of her disappearance. Around 2 a.m., his phone was switched off. Oh. Hmm. Kevin. Hmm. Okay, 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 okay. So at this point, Kevin is like real sus. He is like in trouble. In trouble. Uh, at least with me. <laughs> at least with the distant person that is me. Who at least cannot- with our podcast, he is in a real pickle. <laughs> He's in a pickle, indeed. Uh, He, unfortunately, was able to provide an alibi because, according to Stories of the Unsolved, that blog, he repeatedly told police he went straight home to Deerbrook, Wisconsin, after dropping her off, and this alibi was verified by his mother, who saw him around midnight that night. But listen, I watch a lot of SVU lately, and a mother's alibi... Wishy-washy at best. At best, because... She's going to say, I saw you. If you're like, mom, I'm under investigation. Yeah, she's biased. Are you, are you kidding Most me? Most like, moms are going to be like, I would rather protect you without even fully knowing the story. Yeah, they're um, going to protect the shit out of their kid, of course. And that's, we've seen that before, time and time again. So that was his only alibi, was that his mom said she saw him at midnight. So, okay. question mark, question mark. Uh, so clearly aware the authorities are suspicious about his involvement. Kevin hires a lawyer. Uh, Miguel isn't fully off the hook either. It was quickly discovered that he actually had a second phone that he hadn't told police about. <gasps> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. No, no, this is Miguel. Oh, Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. Yeah. Oh, he, Miguel. He like, seemed like so off the hook. And then they find out he has the second creepy phone. You know, I was literally going to say too, like, can you imagine being Miguel and finding out that you were almost framed for something? And yes. Like, How scary. Well, never mind. Now now the there's the plot thickens. The plot thickens. But also, can you imagine if you had a second phone for like totally unrelated reasons and you were like, well, shit, do I tell them? Right. Or is that ske- Does that make me look more Right. Guilty? Like, what if it's just like for work or something? And, yeah, it you seems. Know? But so, of course, it's so much worse that he didn't turn it in and then they discovered it. Uh, yeah, so Miguel, he, you're it, you're also in a pickle. Also you're in a, a pi- join the pickle jar. Kevin's over here. <laughs> Get the barrel of pickles. Away. Just a barrel of pickles over here. Everyone's brining, and you're now brining too. So <laughs> now that's a Vlasic. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> so, uh, so they're both pickling away, and. It turns out he has a second phone. So they scan this phone, discover that it had pinged off a tower about 40 miles north of Wausau and had made two calls on the night of Kayla's disappearance. The calls were extremely short and police speculated they didn't last enough for anyone to have a conversation. But apart from those two calls, there didn't seem to be like any use on this phone, like barely ever used. So even though like it can't be proven that these calls went anywhere important, it is weird that they were used that night that she disappeared oh absolutely like Like that's still strange that's sus fam that's sus no cap oh my god stop trying to be a teen it's embarrassing i'm just letting them know how it sounds to my ears (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for illuminating us you're welcome um so with miguel and kevin as two key suspects within the disappearance of kayla berg police decide to search both of their cars they used luminol, and there was blood detected in both cars. Unfortunately, they weren't able to confirm where the blood had come from or whether it was Kayla's. Ugh, Honestly, wow. I bet you if you search my car, 
There's probably some weird shit in there that I don't know where it came from. So if you told me there was blood that wasn't yours in your car, I'd be like, okay. Yep. That sounds about right. right. (laughs) Um, So I don't think that's the most like damning evidence, especially because it was found in both their cars. Uh, Seven weeks after Kayla went missing, police searched an area near the vacant house where Kevin said he dropped Kayla off. They took a cadaver dog, which I'm always like, yes, bring the dogs. They always know every more time. than we do. They always do. Always. So they brought the dog, and the dog identified a pond nearby. So a team was brought in to investigate. They didn't find anything. In December of 09, police got in touch with Officer Carmen Corcoran to, to conduct some sniff searches with some other dogs, bring in the dogs, on mm. some of the cars. So they were trained to look only for signs of human decomp. So they lined up 10 cars and Kevin and Miguel, it's like a lineup, like te- Kevin and Miguel. Literally, like a doggy lineup. It's so sweet. Well, a car lineup. <laughs> well, but for the dogs to smell, though, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. A, do- yeah. a lineup for the doggies, yeah. So uh, they lined up like 10 different cars, and Kevin and Miguel's cars are like mixed in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the dogs conducted a sniff search. They landed on one car. Would you like to guess which car it was? Either Miguel or Kevin's. Which one? Let's go with Miguel. Kevin. Damn. All right. Well, uh, second place. I was, second you know. place. It wasn't all the eight strangers that they landed <laughs> on. Good job. <laughs> Could all of those uh, cars actually have uh, like rodeo themes like Miss Molly's Hotel? It's like, a cowboy car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So Kevin. Kevin. Kevin's the one. His car was uh, sniffed out as having some sort of cadaver scent, some sort of dead body scent on it. Uh-oh. And I was the only one. If that's not enough, other locations were searched with cadaver dogs. And the cadaver dogs pointed out Kevin's parents' home and the potato farm where he worked. So those were the other two locations that the cadaver dogs detected this scent on. Worth, Am I about to find out that this body is in buried in a potato farm for fertilizer for potatoes? Well, since it's an unsolved case, I uh, unfortunately, you're not about to find that out. But Oh, okay. It just it feels possible. a little too on the nose. I was like, am I about to find out that someone's body became potato fertilizer? Because that would be uh, awful. It's possible, but I totally don't know. Okay. But so they found this scent on Kevin's work, Kevin's parents' house and his work and his car. So basically, like, outrageous odds that this would happen without any sort of reason. Like, this wasn't just an accident that these dogs smelled no. dead body on all three of his. I don't mean to be making assumptions here, but I have a hunch, and my hunch is no. <laughs> you have a no. hunch. We have a hunch that the dog's hunch is onto something. <laughs> I'm going to trust the dogs, to yeah. be clear. Yeah. So even though this is, like, all very, very, very damning, um, according to a blog called It's Crime O'Clock Somewhere, uh, which is... I know it's made by this woman named Kylie. It's great. Uh, police did not have enough information to prove that it had anything to do with Kayla. So they basically <gasps> just had this circumstantial like, well, his house does smell like a dead body, but so does Megan's locker, I guess. So who, <laughs> we can't prove a thing. Um, <laughs> not what I saw coming, but you know what? I liked it anyway. <laughs> but there is a friend named Megan in here. I don't mean that Megan. I mean the ethereal Megan that we discuss right. on a higher oh, yeah. plane. The Megan who yeah. smells like a dead fucking body. But like... The existential Megan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The elusive Megan spelt with three eyes somewhere and in her name. so many H's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, 
So there was not enough evidence to put Kevin on trial, but in October of 09, he was arrested and charged with second degree reckless endangerment, which mm. was a felony related to having smoked pot with her on the night that she disappeared. So this was their attempt at kind of getting him on something different. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, it was dismissed in 2011. Um, and Kevin hasn't been charged or named as a suspect in her actual disappearance. And he is no longer cooperating with the investigation, according to the Charlie Project. Is this the end of the fucking story? <laughs> Almost. Oh, my God. Almost. Okay. So as Reddit user Lee Run 6 puts it, if he has a lawyer, there's no reason for him to be uncooperative with police since he was the last person to see her alive and was alone with her in his car for a few hours before he dropped her off and she was never seen again. He should want to help out if he's innocent and his lawyer would be present to protect him from accusatory questioning. Mm -hmm. When you're the last person to see someone define their... When you're the last person to see someone define their disappearance and you're uncooperative, that's because he's guilty and his lawyer knows it. Dun, dun, dun. So Whoa. this is just a Reddit user. But I thought it made a good point that... Yeah, I think so. If you're uncooperative about your good friend going missing, it just never sits well with me. Sorry. It's not a um, good look. That's for no. sure. At the end of the... No matter what the truth is, it's not a good look. And I get, obviously, get a lawyer. If you're being accused of something, get a yeah. lawyer. I get it. You know, I, I would do the same. Um, but it's just, I don't trust Kevin one bit. Yeah. I don't trust him. So we I, fast forward uh, seven yeah. years and this YouTube video. Remember, hi, Walter. I got a new girlfriend yeah. today. <laughs> appears. Yeah. So in the meantime, in these years and years, nothing has really progressed in figuring out what happened to Kayla. So unfortunately, in 2014, Kayla's dad had passed away from cancer. And in 2016, suddenly this shocking video comes back it resurfaces and and even her mom goes that kind of looks like my daughter so everyone's thinking you know could it be her almost immediately the fbi get involved and the antigo police facebook thread gets overwhelmed with stories theories suspects questions like people saying look in the reflection of the glasses like i think there's somebody there like just trying to find any clue in this video that they can yeah um and though it is shocking and revolting it kind of brought like a sense of hope to people who were like well maybe we can finally have a new lead on this or at least an answer like at least closure something closure exactly so unfortunately this hope was squashed when it was discovered that the video was a hoax oh my god christine i know i'm so sorry i mean sorry yay but also not I know. I remember. I don't when even this know how video, to feel. I know, and it's so icky because, like, and the, it was made by actors. It was not meant to look like. I mean, this was back in two thousand nine, like when they had made it, and it was made by actors um, who like profusely apologized. They said it's a joke. I don't think it's a funny joke to have a woman tied up in your bathroom as you know whatever. But Oof. and also like I like I would go even further like down or notch to apologize that like wow you finally like had probably started having some semblance of normalcy again and then to have not mm-hmm. only hope that maybe your daughter or your friend's alive but also now the last image you have of her you associate with someone being tortured you know yeah. and it's like just like an even worse way to seven years almost, later yeah, yeah it was almost like aff- affirming whatever your worst fear was all yeah. those years ago yeah. And so it's it's almost like just mixed feelings of like, okay, that was a dead end. But also like, yeah, thankfully it wasn't real. Yeah. But also um, like now I still have something actualized in my head. And it's, yes, exactly. And so they did profusely apologize. I mean, it wasn't their fault. They didn't do no, it on purpose. was not. But it's also like, I mean, I could say it's in poor taste, but like I've 
we've had YouTube since we were like 12. Oh like, God. I know I'm that sh- YouTube is in, there's plenty of poor taste YouTube videos. And I don't think there's any one of us in our generation who like has made some video that they don't regret that's like in some true. way so that's probably true we're just lucky we didn't Oof. have tiktok to immediately upload it <laughs> that's very true yeah uh, so uh. to this day the case remains unsolved kayla berg remains unfound and her friends and family remains uh, marina utterly heartbroken in regards to lace with kevin uh stories of the unsolved noted that he refused to take a polygraph test offered by the fbi and instead later took one from a private firm which he claims he passed but they've never publicly released that so like fuck off i don't trust that for a second i don't want to like you know decide for i don't want to decide who's guilty and who's not because i don't know but also like nothing sounds like he's in nothing feels that he's innocent to me personally no exactly and honestly you don't not have to, to drag make the someone's call. name through. I'm not going to make the call, but Reddit has certainly made the call. <laughs> oh, okay. Reddit, Reddit believes that Kevin <laughs> had something to do with it. Then again, as if you guys watch the Cecil Hotel documentary, you can see that people can band together against somebody who's innocent as well. So I'm not here to say we should all go out with pitchforks after this guy, but uh, it is it is shady and and the he's definitely theory, on my radar on on in your this radar. story, yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah. And I will say too that the. Uh, the, the cover-up story that they think he used is that he gave Kayla's boyfriend's address as where he dropped her off, not knowing that her boyfriend had moved. So basically, he was uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, I dropped her off at her boyfriend's, you know, that house on this street. And they and were then like, he found himself a, a pothole. In a, in a is... big pi- pickle barrel, right? A big pickle barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every year, family and friends Ooh. gather to release balloons um, in tribute to her. If you do have any information regarding the case, you can contact the Antigo police at 715-627-6411. Uh, as a brief description, Kayla would be 27. Uh, she's a Caucasian female, brown hair, brown eyes, has a scar on her right shin and smallpox scars on her right cheek and the right side of her nose. She has abdominal scars from laparoscopic surgery and her pe- appendix has been removed. If you happen to check that, I don't if know. If you happen to look through her organs, organs. I really hope not. <laughs> yeah, her, her navel is pierced and her ears are double pierced and her nickname is KK. So Aww. that's the story of Kayla Berg. You can Google her or we'll probably put on Instagram a photo of her um, if you have any information. So that's the story of Kayla Berg. And the poor actors that got caught up in something seven years later that they probably forgot they even posted. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't imagine. Oh, wow. Just sounds like every single person involved in this had some sort of bad luck. Just except wild. If, except if Kevin is guilty and got yeah. away with it. It sounds like he got some good luck. He only has if... Reddit and us after him, which means nothing in the grand scheme right, of things right, right, for right. him. Wow. That was a good one. You're right. I like the spookiness. He found a way to do a little... Um, unsolved mystery mixed with like yeah, kind uh, of some like urban lore like internet you know creepiness. i love a good urban lore wow very <laughs> very very nicely done uh Aww. after that that nightmare fuel from after last week the rough times that i brought yeah. to our birthday table yes yeah, i appreciate that there's a balance a harmony now yeah, uh, yeah yeah everything's back to normal um well thank you so much uh to everyone who's listening we next week uh it's going to be fun the next episode you hear from us is going to be one of two episodes we record in the same day so uh good luck uh good luck to, us. to you and to us <laughs> where uh, we used to record multiple episodes in advance and we haven't done it in a while but it's i remember been a while. being very sleepy afterwards so Good luck. To we us. got Postmates. We always allow ourselves Postmates on the days we record. So very true. Well, I'm gonna go order Postmates now. Actually, so yay, me too. And that's why we are 
fresh out of the oven. Oh, look at that. <laughs> now that's Hoboken style, baby. Now that's Hoboken, baby. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.